Alex Pearson, great to have you here with us. If you want to send me a note, you can. A.M. No, what's my address? Alex at 640toronto.com. At some point, I will remember all that. Let's talk politics, because, of course, it is but an election eve. So we go, go to the polls in about eight weeks. And traditional politics, does it even exist anymore? No. Because Donald Trump dumped tradition on its head the second he decided to run for president. And Trump not only turned the whole Washington political machine upside down, but he changed the way politics is being played. He changed all the rules of engagement. And he also realized that he could get around the media and push out his own message and connect with the voters all on his own. And now we get word that Doug Ford is also not going to have the traditional media bus. And of course, all the political experts are in a tizzy about this because apparently it is a direct threat to our democracy. Huh? No, it's not because you're going to have full access. All you have to do is drive yourself. All he's not all he's not doing is driving the media and chauffeuring them around. But you can go to the events. And so maybe those experts should open their eyes and see that the games of politics in 2018 has change. Let's bring in Dennis Matthews. He's VP of Marketing and Communications over at Enterprise uh, Canada, also a political analyst. And because he has been part of and run several, several big um, campaigns, election campaigns. Hey there, Dennis. Hi, how are you? Okay, so when you saw the headline that Doug Ford would not be having a traditional media bus, did your head explode? (laughs) No, my head didn't explode. Like it's a, it's a smart move. The world has changed. Media has changed, and it's about time political campaigns actually keep up with the with the change. You know, as you mentioned, Trump was one of the first to sort of capitalize on it. But it wasn't Trump who changed the world. That that there is less media today than there's ever been before. If if you have a media bus, it, it's going to be mostly empty. Nobody's gleeful about that. It's just a, a reality of the digital world that we live in. It's also a reality of budgets. And, and the reality is, unless you're with the CBC that gets everything paid for, these newsrooms are on their own. And it's incredibly expensive. And it really does drain a lot of resources because yeah. gone are the days that you can put three reporters uh, you know, on a bus, a bus of each party for a month. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you go to a political event and you'll have the, the primary CBC English reporter, you'll have the CBC French reporter, the CBC radio reporter, the CBC online journalist. And, the CBC cheerleader, and, and, the CBC and, mother, and the father. Local. Yeah. You know, but, but in reality, there's there's just not a ton of media out there anymore covering these things. They cover them differently. It, it's a bit more process driven from a, from a distance. And, and when you take a look at a province like Ontario, I mean, everything is basically, with the exception of the north, a, a sort of a, a day's drive away. And and for most broadcasters and others, they have affiliates all over the place. I mean, where I would be, quote unquote, concerned for democracy is if suddenly, you know, media were uninvited to events and nobody knew what was going on. But that's not the case. Uh, you know, as you said in your intro here, they're, they're just losing the chauffeur. Like everybody's still invited to come to events. And I actually think it's a shrewd move by the, the Ford camp because they're going to they don't have to be spending the time and resources and money on a basically an empty media bus. And instead, they can put that into digital advertising or even traditional advertising or, or having more bigger rallies. The other thing, more things you can spend it on. Yeah. And the other thing I think people need to understand is that when the media is on the bus, they're there with uh, that party's handlers. And so it actually gives the party uh, more ability to kind of sway reporting in a certain way or, or yeah. babysit the media, which, you know, and that happens on all the buses. Um, where they can kind of monitor what the media is doing. And so, if anything, this will give the media, I think, more independence. 
Yeah, I mean, working on a couple of uh, federal campaigns, we actually had dedicated staff whose only job was to spin and cater to the media uh, who are traveling with uh, with your party leader. And in some cases, that's taking on the visa card and taking everybody out for nice dinners and, and drinks. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, it's just like all day long wearing them down with, with your side of the story. So, you know, I think you're onto something when you say if you just show up to an event, you're actually coming with a fresher mind than somebody who's been whispered into their ear all day long. Yeah, look, my experience on the bus, I was on uh, for a month. I was on the NDP bus, which I apparently drew the very short straw because they had no alcohol and everything was organic and granola. So it it didn't necessarily agree with everybody. But, you know, the one thing I really noticed was that you kind of get into a bubble and the reportage becomes everyone starts to do the same thing. So the headlines all are the same. And what I think is, is better about this way is that you'll actually get outsider eyes of different local media sources giving coverage and might actually cover it from the way that the uh, Toronto media who gets kind of dragged into yeah. these smaller communities, you'll get a different headline. Yeah, you know, and, and sort of an anecdote for your listeners, but I traveled you know, first on the 2004 federal election campaign and you know, it's a federal campaign, so different than provincial, but the plane was absolutely and the buses were absolutely packed with, with, with journalists, with reporters, with like cameramen, all, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And in this last 2015 federal election campaign, the planes were sort of half full, if, if that even. Like the media has just has shrunk and, and you're seeing campaigns adapting. And in some respects, I think we're going to look back on this forward campaign as a bit of a trailblazer on this. I, I highly doubt in the next federal election campaign, you're going to see all three party leaders with 737s or Airbuses flying around the country. It, it's now possible for campaigns to go direct to voters, yeah. but it's also possible for reporters to go direct to voters sure. with stuff. Like it's it's a lot easier today. Yeah, and and I I think uh, Brad Wall. I think it's been done a couple of times out in um in the West. Um, but look, and, and to anyone who says, well, if Kathleen Wynne and Andrea Horvath did that, you'd be angry. I would not. In fact, no. I wouldn't I wouldn't blink an eye if none of them did it. In fact, I think it's actually a better way to go, because if the media wants to pool together, they're more than welcome to get their own vehicle. They can pool it together and, and just follow the buses, because this notion that when you're on the bus with the leader, that you get all this great intel it just uh, that wasn't my experience. You couldn't get anywhere near them. Mm-hmm. No, and and for the especially if you look at the the Ford campaign, I mean, part of the appeal of of uh, a winning Ford campaign is going to rely on getting all kinds of coverage and everybody talking about him, and kind of like the Trump uh, Trump phenomenon in a way, where it's just you're everywhere and seen by everybody. It's not in their interest to you know bunker down and run some sort of campaign in you know the the caves of Afghanistan here. Like they actually want people to see what's what's going on. And so, you know, I think we're going to look back on this and kind of laugh in a couple of weeks, even when there's all kinds of media covering all kinds of rallies and, and whistle stops and other traditional campaign events that, uh, that Doug Ford does. Like, he's not going to be hiding. He can't. He needs to win. Well, no, in fact, he will get more scrutiny uh, than anybody. And look, it's not like they're not making them available. They call all the time and say, hey, do you want Doug Ford for this or do you want anything? They've been actually pretty good about making them available. Yeah. Um, so if anything... Um, you still get to go to the scrums. Now, I would have a big, big issue if, if we all of a sudden start to hear that they're not doing uh, media. But but even yeah. that, um, Dennis, you know full well that when campaigning, whether it's the PCs, conservatives, um, NDP or liberals, there are moments when they go out and they will not let the media question them on anything. So there yeah. are a lot of those kinds of photo ops where it says right there, no questions. So yeah, it's not like it doesn't ever happen. 
no, I mean, all parties do this. It, it's not, it, they try to control the message. Uh, but the, the irony today is that, you know, you can't, you can control your message in terms of going direct to, to voters, but we don't live in a world where there's only a five or six o'clock newscast at night yeah. or there's only evening news. Like people can, people get information all sorts of ways. And it's, it's, a, it's naive for any campaign to think, oh, well, by limiting their leader, they can suddenly limit what people are seeing or saying. Yeah, it's a little bit of like from campaigns of yesteryear. I mean, I think now you're you got to be out there driving your message kind of full time and be disciplined. Don't go off script. But, you know, a, a good communicator and a, and a good politician can navigate even the toughest interviews. And, you know, it's rare you would find somebody who couldn't do that, who finds a way to win in the end. It's a skill you just need to have. Well, yeah. And I get that they might want to mitigate any damage that, you know, Doug Ford tends to kind of say he, he's not a talking point no. guy. He, he tends no, to kind of go off. I don't think he really causes yep. them a lot of damage. I mean, he, he's authentic. He's talking what's on his mind. And that's part of the appeal to them. If, if they try to control him too much and bring him into tightly scripted talking points where he's some kind of robot, I think that's when voters will start to question, hey, who actually is this guy? Like they need, you know, Doug Ford to be Doug Ford out there campaigning. And I, I watched him quite closely during the leadership and, and he impressed me in that he's a lot more disciplined than people think. And, and by discipline, I mean, he's not you're not some big outlier in the political scene. His views are a lot closer to mainstream than I think a lot of people realize. Yeah, the one takeaway, you know, following Rob Ford's death, it, he has he has grown, I think, and he has yeah. uh, mellowed. Uh, there's a mellow. That's not to suggest that he doesn't say stuff. I mean, he does tend to be uh, just kind of a, a off the off the cuff kind of guy. Um, but I honestly, if you want to beat him at his game, join him because if yeah. the other leaders just started doing this and kind of connecting with the, with the voters and could possibly get their own Ford Nation started, that would be a yeah. much smarter route to go. Yeah, spend less time worrying what the what the media are focused on, and there's been a lot of people talking about the media bus today, and and focus on what voters are are worried about. I can't imagine there's a single you know mom out there in Mississauga no. or or a Whippy who's like, oh my God, can you believe there's no media bus? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> seriously, it's I know. Well, when you actually think about it, and so you know, I've, I've I've in a way enjoyed enjoyed you know even talking about this because it's. It just shows like we're sort of in this political bubble, which, you know, we all love being a part of. But you, you got to go knock on some doors. And I don't think you're going to hear a lot of uh, a lot of this. Well, I'll, I'll go as far as to say uh, most people don't even know there's an election on June 7th and they won't until about two weeks before. So, yeah, there's also that. Exactly. Dennis, thank you and stay tuned. It's going to be a crazy next couple of months. All right. Thanks for having me. Dennis Matthews joining us uh, tonight to give a bit of a, a bird's eye view uh, and analysis from the other side here. On point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.